0: need to be moisturized at yes.
1: all times. We love a moisturized queen. I
0: have to be. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't sleep with dry feet. No. Oh, my God. Like, uh. maybe it's a tism <laughs> thing. I don't know, but it really stresses me a out. A tism thing. <laughs> I, <laughs> I never, never you See, we're on different sides of TikTok. let yep. see. <clears throat> Just a little tism. Definitely on the spectrum. Absolutely. That's what my therapist says.
1: We rock the spectrum. Baby. We rock all kinds of spectrums,
0: <laughs> including the neurodivergent one
1: yes mm-hmm. for sure
0: mm-hmm. how what part of the spectrum do you think you're on in regards to like if neurodivergent is over here and divert like divergent is over here diver- <laughs> um if that's the right term i don't think it is i
1: don't know either i feel like i'm definitely neurodivergent adhd head ass <laughs> <laughs> wee oo. <wee-oo. laughs>
0: i don't know how long we've been recording for
1: me either should we start yeah yolo swag
0: (laughs) let's roll the intro clip okay so welcome back to young guidance yay it's episode two Two, we've made it that's all i really wanted i was like if we could make it to the second episode we've already succeeded
1: the rest is history Mm mm-hmm
0: I'm nervous about the re- what, like, we're going to be doing next, the rest of this podcast, what we're going to be expecting. So, well, speaking of spectrums, again, I don't know how much was put into the first clip. That's kind of what we want to talk about today. The sexual and gender spectrums of them all, um, specifically using the, like, infographic gender-bred person, um, which Caroline knows a lot about. I don't saw it for the first time yesterday so i feel like i'm gonna throw it over to her in regards to discussing that
1: hey guys (laughs) how y'all doing (laughs) i am gonna talk about the gender bread person which i just wanted to do a special shout out to uwm honestly uwm has had some really great classes that only not that not only taught me a lot about other people but about myself and there was this one femininity versus masculinity in post-apocalyptic fiction class. Girl, say
0: that shit three times fast.
1: Post-apocalyptic. That's a tongue twister. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <coughs> this is where I learned about the genderbread person, and it was really interesting because it was just a classroom filled with like twenty people, and we had open discussions about it, and it was just made very digestible and easy information to, you know, get to know yourself better, which I appreciated.
0: I love all these big words.
1: Ah, <laughs> it's because I had
0: that hearty breakfast. A <laughs> hearty breakfast of eggs that smells like chicken. Kaylee always says my eggs smell like chicken. They do. I understand it comes from the same place, but I don't <laughs> think eggs should smell like chicken.
1: I don't know. All I know is I make some good breakfast. I so. believe
0: you. Moving forward, though.
1: Anyways, <laughs> so the gender person talks, and focuses on your identity, attraction, sex, and expression. Most people don't realize that your gender identity is way more complicated than they make it seem they when you're born. Straight. They're like, you're a boy or you're a girl. But that is just simply not the case.
0: Never is.
1: And there's so much to discover about yourself. And don't get me wrong, I am definitely still discovering that. hmm But... First, I just want to say that your gender identity is not the same thing as your expression. For example, your gender identity, you can ha- feel like womanness or like manness. So the spectrum is like from the left is like man and, and the then right, right is, woman. is woman.
0: Yeah. And you can be anywhere left. in between. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So Your your gender identity is how you feel. Mm -hmm. So let's say that you do basic things like there's so many labels on everything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like colors. Yes, colors. How you sit, how you talk, what you listen to. I sit like a bisexual. Yeah. All the time, like one leg up, one leg down. That's how I'm sitting.
1: And that's what she's doing right now.
0: Well, not really. I'm, I'm in fetal position right oh,
1: now. Oh, baby?
0: All right, don't do that.
1: <laughs> Anyways. But yeah, your gender identity is mostly how you feel mm-hmm. in your brain. Nobody can take this from you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you're feeling more mask one day or more fem femme another day,
0: yeah.
1: that is all on you, honey.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then, <clears throat> so gender identity is how you feel about it yourself. Gender expression is the way that you present yourself mm-hmm. to the world. And you don't always need to present yourself a
0: certain way. Yeah, that's why androgyny is such a beautiful thing. Yes. Um, and for those who don't know what that is, it's like a good hearty combination between like mask and fem, like fashion wear or expression.
1: Exactly. So gender expression is usually like femininity, masculinity. We could say things like. The cologne or perfume you like to wear. Yeah, It's do you like tighter clothing, which is look as like a feminine thing. Or do you wear baggy loose clothing, mm-hmm. which is more of like a mask thing?
0: Yeah. And then you want to talk about sexual sexuality, sexual expression, things in those things.
1: Yep. <coughs> so sexuality is who you are attracted to, but there's also a difference between who you're romantically attracted mm. to. Yes. So you could be sexually attracted to a woman or a female person, but let's say that you're romantically attracted to men and masculinity.
0: So <laughs> <laughs> it's just making me laugh and I'll I'll bring up why. <laughs> so <laughs> then like
1: maybe you like a mask girl.
0: Or maybe you like femme men, because apparently that's one of my types, yes. and everybody has said that for the past four years.
1: Kaylee loves femme men, which I, I agree with. Fem men... That's one uh, of my
0: types. It's not the too. only one, and I'm tired of being limited to that. I just like a man that looks a little pretty, that's all. Fuck
1: the labels. Like, if you Fuck can't wear nail polish sometimes, I'm sorry, it's not gonna work out. If
0: a man has nail polish on... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Those fingers
0: will disappear. Those fingers will disappear one way or another, (laughs) whether it's in my mouth or up my vagina.
1: Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I am so dead.
0: Okay. Did you want to... Let's get into some questions about sexuality. Okay. I want to know your storyline when it comes to that.
1: Ooh, spicy. I have a set of questions
0: for you, bestie.
1: Okay, I'm ready.
0: So, when do you feel like you started coming to your sexuality? And not, like, sensuality. I mean, like, when you feel like you realize that oh you were attracted to more than just men
1: that is a really good question separating sexuality
0: From versus sensual. sensuality because people like to group the two together and just like oh sexuality means sex and it's like no mm. <laughs> i like that mm-hmm. thank you that's so valid love you okay <laughs> let me know she's so smart well, anyways
1: okay praise so <laughs> I always fulfill that need for you,
0: Mm. and I love that for me. If it's not fulfilled during an episode of the podcast, it's not a good episode. Nope. Okay. But yes, continue.
1: (laughs) So I have definitely always felt growing up some sort of way towards women. I always just thought that women were so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Women, like, their energy is just so nice, nurturing, caring. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I really like that. But I didn't realize that, you know, I maybe like that a little more than everyone else. I thought that's just how everyone felt because, hello, women. Yes. I was just like, we're all on the same page here, right? Like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> you like staring at that booty? I like staring at that booty. I'm more of a thigh girl. Ooh, I like the thighs, too. Th- uh,
0: thighs on women or men Ooh, or non-binary. Yeah. Anybody on the gender I spectrum. Crush me. Oh, my
1: God. Crush me. Listen, like I'm a waterman. We're
0: talking about you. I'm going to get hot. <laughs>
1: Anyways, so as I said in the last episode, I grew up in a really small, conservative town. Mm. So things like this were looked at as taboo. If you were, like, gay or wanted to express yourself a little differently than the average quote-unquote average person, Mm. people always had some shit to say about you, which I think held me back Mm. in the closet Mm. and it kind of made it harder to come out Mm -hmm. i feel like it's really interesting because my older sisters i have three older sisters shouts out to them i love them (laughs) um two of these girlies dated women Mm -hmm. and i always thought it was really cool you know i would hang out with my older sister and her girlfriend but i could tell that there was a stigma around it and people just felt a certain type of way, Mm -hmm. especially certain people in my family because of their religion, Mm -hmm. which is just like been there,
0: done that. Yeah. (laughs) That's just
1: sad because Mm -hmm. let's be real. Jesus. I think he's a little queer. Oh, Jesus is absolutely fucking queer. Like
0: to have you. Oh, see, that's my thing about the Jesus fandom. Like, like biblically accurate jesus is a fucking hippie yep, and for
1: real he, jesus is a black man jesus is a hippie jesus, jesus is a, is jesus a refugee fucks.
0: jesus fucks. yes he does literally i'm saying
1: anyways <laughs>
0: <laughs> i wonder what, what the feedback on that one's gonna be
1: <laughs> seriously i'm like let's not get into that
0: episode two and we're talking about <laughs> talking about how jesus fucks <laughs>
1: Anyways, Virgin Mary, who? Okay, that's that's his mother. <laughs> that's his oh. ah! I'm just kidding. God, God did that. Anyways, let's. Anyways. Okay, 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 okay. God okay. is a woman. I'm so
0: <laughs> that is. <laughs> just find the train. Hop back on. Okay, it. I'm
1: hopping back on the train. Choo choo, sisters queerness Mm -hmm. okay my other sister was married to a woman Mm -hmm. obviously i thought that was baller that was cool but i could still say and tell that people felt some type of way about it which just pushed me further and further back into the closet because i'm like okay watching them express themselves but how come them expressing themselves is making other people
0: feel some type of way yeah like can you
1: just mind your own business Mm -hmm. can you not project that you're probably queer and jealous (laughs) i mean if we want to read
0: we can read (laughs)
1: let's read the room
0: okay not this room
1: (laughs) (laughs) not this room anyways so yeah like Queerness and things of that nature have always been in my life. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I moved to Milwaukee when I was 18 years old to go to UWM that I felt safe enough to actually explore these thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I feel like what made me feel safe is the fact that my roommates and my dorm mates and my suite mates in my dorm room were just so open about their sexuality and
0: how they loved women. Did those same people all grow up in Milwaukee?
1: Um, one of them grew up in a town, like, near mine. Okay. And then the other one actually grew up in Minneapolis. Okay. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, like I said, when... In the last episode, when you brought a uh, safe space to me, I just was able to blossom because mm-hmm. it's like I've never had this before. I mm-hmm. never felt safe to talk about these things. Mm-hmm. So they're talking about it. So I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, we can do that. Mm-hmm. Like, we can like girls. We can talk <laughs> about liking girls. Mm-hmm. And by the time I was 19 years old, I was identifying as bisexual. Mm-hmm. Um, it was still really weird, though, because... Certain people in that friend group, you know, they need to see it to believe it, which is kind of really frustrating. Yeah. Like why do you, why do I need to date a woman for you to believe that I'm bisexual?
0: I think that comes with being one chronically online, uh, yeah. people believing that you're just saying shit just to say it to fit in versus just taking your word for it. And then also the sexualization that comes with bisexual women. Mm. Like, They don't want to see it because they need proof. They want to see it because they want to get off on it. Yeah, they nasty. Nasty as motherfuckers.
1: Yeah, I'll never forget, like, one of these people in this friend group, I don't know why this happened, and now that I'm looking back at it, it's kind of shady, but this person was listing off, like, every bisexual, pansexual, whatever, any queer person in our friend group. They, Mm -hmm. like, said, our friend group is so funny. Everyone's queer. This, they are that, they're that, they're that. And they just didn't say my name.
0: Oh. I was
1: like, um. Shadiness. Yeah, I'm like, bestie, like, Mm -hmm. okay. So that kind of made me feel confused. Right. Like, I already accepted, okay, this is what it is, especially in all my classes, learning about sexuality and, you know, who you're attracted to. I was like, I know I am well, I thought I was bi in the moment. Um, and yeah, that just hurt my feelings. But during COVID and quarantine, a lot of things were brought into my life. Mm-hmm. And one thing that was brought into my life was my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. which was lovely.
0: Till til the end of til it. Till it wasn't. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> we'll save that for another episode (laughs) um one of the one of my favorite questions to ask people though in regards to like sexuality is like what character did it for you what was that one cartoon character like character growing up on tv or in movies that you were like oh okay i like women yes who was it for you
1: i feel like you know, like the whole Kim Possible cast. Valid. This is Randall, Miss Shego. Yes. Oh, man. my Lord. She can get it. Raven, Starfire. Have you seen the Winx Club? Oh. All of them. <laughs> um, have you seen that one that's like about spies? There's like three totally girls. spies. Yes. All
0: of them. Oh, my God it's so warm in here now
1: yeah seriously every single cartoon they didn't have to draw them
0: like that let's be honest
1: yes they want they had an agenda they had an agenda and we were and, filling and it. and it was
0: for little baby queers that had just not come into existence yep. yet it was maybe it was directed towards men but they knew what they were doing yes
1: they did like you slim know, thick
0: everywhere for
1: real that one redhead girl from puff girls oh. and they didn't show her
0: face oh the mayor's <laughs> assistant yay yes. god damn that woman <laughs> was packing in the back for real i was like and her oh. voice was so sensual yes and then they don't show her face
1: so it's, it's like, like it has some
0: mystery oh mm. anyways
1: daphne can get it <laughs> velma can get it oh yeah
0: we love where's my glasses <laughs> bestie they're over here yep they're <laughs> Where? <Finish your> <laughs> never mind let me not be unhinged this morning we're always unhinged um i love that for you thank you it's so funny that you mentioned daphne and velma because my like the when i really knew and i can always look back on it was um there was a live action scooby-doo that was only on cartoon network and the person that played velma was Haley kyoko and if you're in the queer community and you have been for long enough she's like queer jesus um oh. that's what she's referred to us and uh this was obviously like 10 15 years prior to that but i remember being like seven years old watching that and being like <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and like from that moment on i think i i just kind of knew i was like oh yeah yep. never been straight couldn't be straight um that was definitely my awakening and Ooh. I don't know why, but she just did something for me and still does to this very I day. I
1: love that for you. You're like, I'm queer and proud. Oh
0: my God. Like, I, yeah, I was like six. Like, I knew Ugh. for a long fucking time.
1: I love that for you. Yeah. I'm a late bloomer.
0: And I was definitely one of the Starfire girls. Like, we love yes. Raven. It took me a while to get to Raven. Mm-hmm. But Starfire, something about the bubbly personality, Ugh. the long red hair, yes. did it for me. Um, but now Raven is, Raven's the move, always. Yep. Yeah. Um, but beyond that, um, when did you feel like you started identifying with like labels and why do you feel like that became a thing for you?
1: Yeah. So I feel like I really was comfortable identifying with labels, but at the same time, fuck the labels because Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's kind of confusing because labels exist because people like to be part of communities. People like to be... feel safe and they're like okay if I'm this one thing let me find other people who are also this one thing exactly but then labels can get confusing because if you're just a
0: little bit of that Mm -hmm.
1: you're a little bit skater girl you're a little artsy girl Mm. you're a
0: little fashion girl it's like people don't like when you belong to more than one community
1: yep and then it's confusing for yourself because it's like okay am I allowed to have all these labels
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that was actually um it's funny because kind of on the same topic and kind of off that topic, I've been living a lot of lately, like, we only live fucking once, Mm -hmm. or at least one time in this specific body, if you believe in, like, reincarnation, that kind of stuff. And so it was just, it's become such a, a prevalent thing for me to, like, I just don't care. Like, the entirety of life is about growing. So, like, for me to try and constrict myself to a label feels more detrimental to my growth versus something as a positive.
1: I feel that. Like, yeah. I'm just me. That's my labor. Right. It's an and why can't that term. be enough? Yeah.
0: Like, people hate the idea of um, you being more than something that they could be. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's a huge prevalent thing in the queer community, unfortunately, which you would think is the most accepting, but I feel like has a lot of judgment within it.
1: It definitely does, for sure, because mm-hmm. people are. Even in the queer community, if you don't relate to other things that maybe other queer people do, they're still like, what? Yeah,
0: they're like, you're homophobic. And I'm like,
1: yeah, no,
0: no, I'm not. I'm just trying to figure out how to live life for the first time. Mm-hmm. Quote, That's unquote, young guidance. Anyways.
1: Young guidance. But yeah, I think that after my first girlfriend, mm-hmm. I felt comfortable because it's really weird and it sucks that I needed to date a woman
0: to find that
1: yeah to feel like okay i actually am part of the queer community but Mm -hmm. when i was dating them i was like wow i am definitely pansexual Mm -hmm. so pansexual is type of sexuality that you're not really attracted to one
0: specific gender
1: yeah you're really more attracted to the person the way that this person is making you feel Mm -hmm. you like women you like men you like non-binary people
0: all the genders in between
1: all of the genders in between because there are a
0: lot yeah actually for the (coughs) long excuse me for the longest time i identified as um pansexual um and that was because in high school prior to that I identified as bi and then I started um it wasn't really a relationship but I started talking to somebody who identified as Mm non-binary and then one of my friends was like oh so you're pansexual I was like if that's the way that it works sure and then since like 15 I you know labeled myself as pansexual and then like within the past like two years I like started using the term queer because I feel Mm -hmm. like it's just the best umbrella term like I'm not straight I'm queer and that tells you enough.
1: I feel that. Being queer definitely adds the spice in your life. Like, I love queer people. That is so true. Like, my label, I think, is just queer. Mm-hmm. A little weird. A little weird and queer. <laughs> a little strictly queerly. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Um, in regards to that relationship, you were saying that you felt like you had to go through it to identify as something do you feel like um, having a label prior to and then having to find one while in a relationship added any sort of complications to that?
1: Um, Yeah, for sure. So in my relationship with this person, we were both really trying to discover ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I am not that great at relationships because uh am i in one right now no okay have i had two failed relationships yet
0: okay here's my thing (laughs) before i listen a bitch is in therapy has been for quite some time i don't think there's any such thing as a failed relationship i think a person comes into your life for a reason and is there for period of time and then when that time period is over it's done and over with it's not a failure that's you got to experience a person at that capacity for that amount of time because you needed to Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that that person won't come back or it means that relationship is over but don't say it was a failed relationship when you grew from it
1: that's very very valid you're right Mm -hmm. it wasn't failed it was just a learned experience exactly yeah and i did learn a lot Mm -hmm. but yeah Being with another queer person was definitely interesting Mm -hmm. because we're both like constantly discovering ourselves. You know, how are you supposed to be a full blown queer person when you're like 20? Mm -hmm. There's so much to learn about. Yeah.
0: And I feel like there's a lot of pressure, like I said, within the LGBTQ plus community like of having to know. Mm -hmm. And that's where I think labels become kind of scary Mm -hmm. and um, almost derogatory in a certain sense by other people who use the same labels. Um, which is an unfortunate thing because I feel like we kind of pit ourselves against each other instead of being this whole community that mm-hmm. um, works together versus against each other. And I don't know if that comes from a place of like fear or um, the heterosexual agenda that's been, you know, placed upon us since birth. But regardless, I think there there's still a lot of tension between all of us as individuals, which is kind of unfortunate.
1: I totally agree.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, do you feel like your sexual identity will change from this point forward at all
1: yes for sure I feel like it's ever changing Mm
0: -hmm. Um, yeah because one (laughs) one of the things that I always say is like mainly it's probably because my issues with men But I'm like I think I have about four more years of fucking with men before I realize I'm a lesbian is that more so the men issues probably Mm -hmm. but um we can save that for another episode
1: (laughs) oh my god that will be a long episode Long daddy
0: issues into Uh, being traumatized by men
1: yep into having bad dreams that will haunt you yeah into going
0: back to therapy
1: into being a lesbian
0: (laughs) (laughs) just the usual progression um one of the things that I feel like we both have in common mm-hmm. is that we dated partners that identified as cis when we were th- with them, and then they've transformed into transgender over time. And mm-hmm. so, my question was that is like, do you feel like because people that we loved at one point in time felt so comfortable being able to express themselves in their gender, do you feel like it's added um, an ease for you to be able to express your own or figure out your own? Like, do you feel like there's um some reciprocity there, even though they're not in our lives anymore.
1: Yeah. I feel like it's really hard to digest and talk about because, like, there's so much going on in that situation. Mm -hmm. Like, I want everybody to be able to find themselves. Mm -hmm. That is just a beautiful, amazing thing. If Mm -hmm. you're happy, I'm happy. Right. But at the same time, you know, If you're with, I was with this person while they were cis, and they were explaining things to me that Mm. I understood, but I didn't fully understand it, you know, because I can listen to you, I hear you, I'm here to support you, but I didn't have those same feelings, so it's like, I felt like sometimes there was a bridge there, like, I'm your partner, I really want to be there for you in all of the best ways i possibly can Mm -hmm. but it just sucks when it's like i want to say i relate to you but i'm not a hundred percent relating to you
0: yeah and i think there's definitely some people who almost kind of take offense um in certain ways to that kind of response so i definitely understand what you mean Mm -hmm. um but like did you ever have like an inclination that this person was transforming while you were with them in regards to their gender
1: yep I did because they would tell me that and Mm -hmm. like obviously I was there but you know I could tell that they were longing for someone that says I feel you I hear you I'm feeling these same exact things and it hurt me because I couldn't I was just like obviously they're supporting them but Mm -hmm. that's really all I could do right especially like it was kind of hard because like as a white person you know they're part of the black community I can hear you but Mm -hmm. it's not like I'm not gonna be able to walk through your same shoes i don't experience racism Mm -hmm. i don't really feel you like that and Mm -hmm. like as much as i can be there to support you and love you it's just like it's not the same yeah
0: yeah um yeah because i feel like both of our ex-partners um came into their gender identity kind of like rapidly after we both split from them Mm -hmm. and um something about that like looking at who they are now it's just like it's such a strange and beautiful thing but at the same time you're like hmm was i part of the reason like is there any sort of negative connotation when you think back on me and like maybe you're feeling like you couldn't express your gender identity when we were together and then like having that coincide with like what was I giving off that mm-hmm. maybe it just didn't vibe the way that was necessary for mm-hmm. them to feel comfortable enough?
1: Yeah, that's very valid. Mm-hmm. But on the like opposite end of that, it's like I'm happy that while we were together, you were able to question these things about yourself. You were able to bring these things towards me. Right. And like, you know, I always said I love you for who you are. Mm-hmm. And... Why am I getting emotional? <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. I'm like, oh, I never like talked about this out loud. I think like it was nice if someone's coming into something right after, you know, you broke up, mm. maybe you gave them the space to To feel like they could do it. Yeah. But then at the same time I don't want to be like I did that. Right, because right. No, that's again narcissism. It's a
0: dangerous thing. Yeah. No.
1: <laughs> But, yeah, that's really interesting to think about. How do you feel about, like, seeing that transition?
0: I think, if anything, I was more proud than anything else because I, we, my first partner and I, we broke up before um, they ended up coming out as trans. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, they were non-binary for a while before they came out as trans. And I don't want to be, again, it's a weird level of narcissism, but I... You kind of just know. When you know a person that well, you know that there's some sort of transformation happening. And um, seeing it come to life was just a really beautiful thing because I, knowing this person, knowing what they struggled through, and um, seeing them come out on the other side and be able to accept themselves is like a, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. Uh, (laughs) Let me rub your arm. Seeing them come out and be able to um, live their life like that is um it's a really beautiful thing and it's it kind of uh creates a new level of love that you didn't know that you had for them um but yeah it also made me feel more confident in trying to explore my gender identity Mm -hmm. um because i use she they pronouns Mm -hmm. more often than not people only refer to me as she her which i don't mind um but it honestly came from like a spiritual place of like um because I do believe in reincarnation, Mm -hmm. Um, who I am at the end of the day. I feel like this body is very much a feminine person, Um, but I feel like in the lives that I've had before or who I was prior to this lifetime, I've never always been a woman. Mm -hmm. And I want to be able to um, honor those versions of myself that existed before this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then I also just like, there are days when God, like, I really feel masculine and it Mm -hmm. feels so good and I don't want to have to assume that there has to be more to that than just me feeling a gender expression of that day like Mm -hmm. and so that's why non-binary always kind of felt something like comforting
1: Um,
0: because I don't feel a hundred percent female mm-hmm. do I love femininity do I love being feminine absolutely mm-hmm. that's definitely where I feel my most beautiful and my safest but do I feel hot as fuck when I'm dressing masculine and you know like I'm I'm not wearing a prod I'm wearing like a shirt that like shows my chest off like mm-hmm. absolutely and so that's why I think that's it's, it's such a beautiful thing that gender expression in and of itself and like the recognition from a millennia ago because gender expression has always been a thing within humankind that um non-binary is just like this safe middle ground is so beautiful to me mm-hmm. like it's been a thing since like um it was like really a huge thing in like indigenous cultures especially like here in um, america and then in africa um just people like that have always existed and then something with that also was like there was a hard point in, Uh, My life when I was having a hard time like accepting that I could be more than just a feminine cisgendered person. And then I like saw this post and someone was saying that like, you know, you had ancestors who are in the same exact place as you. You've had ancestors who did not identify as the gender or sexuality or whatever that was given to them at birth. So why do you feel like you have to do the same thing? Like, why do you feel like there's going to be a lack of love because you're trying to figure yourself out when there have been people who existed within your bloodline who live the same life as you who see you who validate that um and as someone who feels very connected with their ancestors i was like what the fuck am i worrying about Mm -hmm. because like i don't know i just think gender is a beautiful thing and i love that we have come into such a day and age where there's less restrictions on it in certain aspects um me too because it's like for real who
1: said blue was boy and pink it was used girl. to be
0: back in like the early like 1900s it used to be blue was for girls oh. and pink was for boys Gee. yeah
1: see it's mm. like can we just say fuck all that it
0: was because of the church i'm pretty sure which <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk about religious trauma we can get into it <laughs> um yeah which is such an unfortunate thing like how Jesus' fan fan group has just fucked up life for everybody the jesus fanboys are a scary group of people as someone who grew up in a very uh conservative household which is also funny growing up and being outstandingly at least bisexual and neither of my parents knowing Yeah. my dad still doesn't know to this day
1: dang yeah how does that make you feel he's a jehovah witness i'm yeah. not putting myself in that fucking situation <laughs> no please don't
0: no Um <laughs> yeah so that's why he's not gonna know about this podcast (laughs) for a multitude of reasons that man likes to believe that i'm still a virgin you know yeah it's better to just keep him in a safe place (laughs) um no i remember um coming out to my mom which uh was it was fucking interesting i had taken her to see the movie love simon which is about um a young teenager um realizing or coming into his sexuality that he is a gay boy and um i took her to see it because i was like i was plotting i was like okay i'm gonna make her watch this movie she's gonna see you know the perspective and then i wrote her a letter i was like babe your daughter does not just like boys and um i wrote her a letter and i left it in her dresser for her to find because i couldn't just hand it over to her and i think it was in there for like at least three four days and then she found it, and then all oh, shit hit the fan. Um, because I was such a, a boy-crazy person growing up. And mm-hmm. so I think my mom was just like, you're just following the trends. Like, mm-hmm. you're not. She's like, I never would have expected this from you. I'm like, huh, you don't know all the things that have happened in your house. Like, mm-hmm. that's ah. just... Not- <laughs> um, She's like, under my roof? Again, we could get into that, because that was... um we love trauma <laughs> but um we do
1: not love trauma guys mm. uh,
0: <laughs> but yeah no it was it led to a, a huge fight and like she and i like didn't talk for i want to say a month dang yeah um and of course now like you know this was prior to i i ever even had a relationship and then i had a boyfriend at the time who is now no longer identifies as a male. Um, And then I had my first girlfriend like a year afterwards. And I never brought her home again because I have a Jehovah Witness father. Um, But my mom, of course, knew about her. And um, yeah, I think she seeing that I was serious, kind of like in the situation that you had Mm -hmm. with your friends, seeing that I was um, actually interested romantically and sexually in a woman, um, I think it helped change her perspective a little bit. And then I was the child out of all of my parents' kids, really, that, like, introduced radical change. I was like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, this is my life, and you're just going to accept it, you Mm -hmm. know? And so um, I kind of enforced things. I I forced them to, like, learn and understand that that might be the generation and understanding that they grew up in, but this is how it is now. Mm -hmm. And you have five kids. Mm -hmm. More than one of them is going to be gay. Yep. And like, let me not. I'm not going to out my siblings like that. But yeah, I think my mother has become so understanding and accepting since that time period. And then when you came into my life and I was heartbroken over another girl, then who else? And then my ex came back into my life and that caused a lot of drama. And then there were like girls in between that I was hooking up with. And my mom knows everything about my sex life, so she knew everything. And I think it almost became um, a lesson for the both of us. Mm -hmm. Like as I was learning, she was learning. And so I think that was only not only did it like make our relationship stronger because, again, we're learning together, but um, it helped her open up her understanding of sexuality and things mm-hmm. of that nature. But yeah, no, that was I don't think about that fight very often because, you know, my brain likes to block out trauma.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, that was really it was a really rough patch like
1: yeah that's really hard
0: and no I'm one would sure. expect that like when yeah, I talk no. about m- yeah I, I was w- like wait what but now I remember you telling me this. yeah because my mom's not a nominational Christian yeah a Witness father and like I said I was very boy crazy growing up so my mom just never expected it and I never told anybody um like within my family because I I kind of knew the expectations mm-hmm. um and then I told her I was like yeah, yeah mm it's not just boys what was your coming out experience like did you ever like come out to your parents
1: um i came out to my parents by saying hello mom this is my girlfriend (laughs) and she was just like
0: okay hey i love that for you if i ever if i ever brought a girl (laughs) like nowadays it would be fine with like my mom still with my dad I can't. We,
1: be, that would be on
0: bestie timing. Yeah. Be like, We're
1: just friends.
0: We're just friends. This is just my friend that, like, I like sleep that. over her house. And we
1: like to coochie bump. Yeah.
0: It would be like me bringing you home, like, a mm-hmm. year ago. And we'd be like, this is just my friend. No, we don't make content together. <laughs> no, we don't fuck every time we see each other. <laughs> yeah. I don't think... I don't know if my dad even knows. I feel like he should know by now. Like, I'm just too queer for him to not know. Yep. But i
1: feel that it's like if you (sighs) if you love me then you know yes like come on if you know me you know i'm queer like does this this is giving you
0: yeah and he and i had a like i said i was very much um i was a kid that liked to fight my parents not physically um but we had a lot of arguments growing up because if you know anything about Jehovah's witnesses you know they follow the bible to a t or at least their bible and so homophobia is definitely a thing within the community um at least the Jehovah's witness community that i grew up in and um so we had a lot of fights where i was just like fuck you like I don't like this is not okay I'm not tolerating you being homophobic just because your Bible says that that's the case Mm -hmm. I'm like if you look back at history and you do your research you'll see that that was implemented in Germany within their Bibles back in like the 30s like this was not written by any man that is actually in the Bible Mm -hmm. so you're listening to man you're not listening to god if we want to put the realty out there hearsay 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 hearsay, um which is such a strange thing when you think about it like what a thing to waste your energy on hating people because they just like to bump coochies for
1: real like why can't people just mind their own business and kumbaya (laughs) dance around eat some berries and touch some grass berries and touch some grass
0: i think it comes from like a, a power dynamic or something
1: yeah that is so strange it really is strange. Like, like
0: when you think about it it's just like you know how fucking boring your life has yeah. to be to waste your time thinking about other people and their sex lives
1: for real like really are you projecting why do you care because like, they're
0: unsatisfied with their yeah, sex lives that's, that's wild why. if someone ever told me like hey i'm gay i would just be like lit yeah like why do i can't, yeah, i can't imagine spending time being hateful about that but I, I can't lie i mean i think it's a very common thing for people who grew up in like conservative households who ended up identifying as queer as, like the internalized hom- homophobia is a mm-hmm. thing and it's like a battle that still to this day i like have like moments where i'm like mm, and then i'm like oh like i don't have to live my life like that anymore mm-hmm. i don't have to be under this like perspective of oh this is bad Um, It's just something that was ingrained in me. And I think it's a really unfortunate thing because it was a hard thing to deal with Mm -hmm. as a kid. And I was the only one dealing with it because I wasn't telling anyone about it. Um, And it it led to like almost like this weird spitefulness that developed in um, my own mind. Mm -hmm. But I do remember um, when I was like 10 or 11 being in my dad's church and them saying like, if you are gay, then you're going to hell. And I remember that being the distinctive moment that I was like, fuck this religion. Because I knew that I liked girls. And Mm. ever since then, I was fighting my dad like on a constant. I was like, I'm not going to your church because I'm not going to hell because of that shit. Mm -hmm. And now, as a spiritual person, me and Lucifer are like this. Yes,
1: besties.
0: (laughs) Which we'll talk about in a different episode because that sounds kind of scary. Um, But yeah, I mean... Is there anything else on the gender bread posts? Mm, Just know
1: that shit is ever-changing. You don't need to know, okay? You don't need to tell anybody anything. If you want to, that's great. If you want to keep it to yourself, that is also great. You don't need to date a girl. You don't need to date a boy to feel like you are gay. You are seen. Coming out is a beautiful
0: thing. Um... I think we also wanted to talk about in this episode, like, confidence and that leading into, um, <laughs> that leading into, uh, what, what, why am I blanking? What is the word that I'm looking for? Kinks. Fucking kinks. Um, so if you want to take the lead on confidence into kinks, you can confidence, go for it.
1: Confidence, yes. So, I feel like confidence really ties into my sexuality and how I express myself because hmm, how do I say this (laughs) I never realized the impact that coming out had on my confidence Mm -hmm. until I graduated college Mm -hmm. and I was at lavender graduation Mm -hmm. lavender graduation was a special service put on for the lgbtq plus community Mm -hmm. and you know there's just a bunch of queer people there Mm -hmm. and I'm like this is awesome And there's a queer speaker talking about, um, you know, just living life every day as a queer person, studying as a queer person, Mm -hmm. trying to reach your goals as a queer person. And he was just bringing up all of these thoughts and feelings I had that I never really tied. Oh, my God. My confidence peaked when I accepted I was queer. Mm -hmm. My confidence peaked when I had a girlfriend and was like, y'all, this is me. Mm hmm. Not, I mean, I definitely had a lot to work on when it came to confidence. I would go outside every morning, journal, write poetry, all of these things I didn't like about myself, mm-hmm. I would write down. Right. Instead of saying, this is why I don't like it, I would say, okay, why do I appreciate this thing? Why do I like this thing? Mm-hmm. Like, for example, this is weird, but <laughs> I always thought like I – Hated I hated my fingers because I'm like, these are chubby fingers. (laughs) Weird-ass thought, okay? But I was just like, you know what? I'm so grateful for my fingers because if I didn't have my fingers, I wouldn't be able to eat. I wouldn't be able to do my hair. I wouldn't be able to... Right. Right. I wouldn't be able to, you know...
0: Do things that are necessary. Do
1: other things with fingers. Uh, That's not where I was going with that at all. Oh.
0: Yeah. Me, if you want to go off on a tangent with that, we can. It just wasn't, that just wasn't what I was thinking.
1: All I know is I love my finger blasters. <laughs> 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 and then, yeah, that just kind of changed my perspective on things. Mm. And um, I have, like, a little Instagram post that I'm just like, wow. I am queer. <laughs> and I am confidently queer. And when I was accepting that I was queer my confidence really did go up and up because I was like, you know, this is who I am. Mm -hmm. What about you?
0: I'm just still thinking about fingers. (laughs) Because, you know, mine, like, are hyperextended, so they bend backwards. Did I ever tell you about that time that I went on that live with Karina and while she was doing (laughs) my nails? I have never gotten so much shit for the way my fingers look in my entire life. So, Karina, if you're listening to this, I hope you're laughing. Like, because they... (laughs) Listen, women love them. That's all that matters. (laughs) It's just the way that they bend back. But anyways. That G-spot finger. You know, a lot of women really like the sharp nails. Like, stiletto.
1: Okay. Okay you wouldn't think with their little freaky selves they said poke me okay you're one of,
0: <laughs> you're one of the they people stab
1: me with those daggers
0: you're one of the people who have I had like my weapons. daggers okay <laughs> have had my daggers inside Make of them me bleed. okay <laughs> well we can talk about the blood king. yes
1: let's definitely talk about that
0: that's something that i didn't know was the thing for me personally, until it happened, which sounds so ominous. I'm not, like, slicing shit and, like, (laughs) bleeding. It's just more so period sex is a lot more fun than we think it is. But as a person who has had my daggers inside of her, do you like it?
1: I mean, yes. I'm like, this is just nice. (laughs) You know, at first it's a little scary. I'm like, I'm gonna have that inside of (laughs) where? Uh, but then it's in there, Mm -hmm. like swimwear, Mm -hmm. and it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's just, like, a toy on a finger
0: all right (laughs) yeah no it's something i I tell my nail tech karina all the time nail tech and great friend i don't want to just refer to her as my nail tech love you karina um i'm like yeah no i have to get stilettos and she's like aren't you gonna make content i'm like yes (laughs) we're not changing anything um but in regards to confidence i feel like mine kind of came in to when I started accepting my sexual identity um, because it just felt like something I could wear so proudly. Um, I was like, yeah, like I like Gucci. Yep. Um, and feeling so centered with yourself in regards to that acceptance was where I think the confidence kind of built from that. And I grew up and I'm, I'm sure I've talked about it before. I don't know the podcast, but um, I grew up for a long time thinking that I wasn't attractive. And so when i like reached like 18 and like i was (laughs) when i was like experiencing um like feeding my sexuality and accepting that i could have sex with women and things of that nature that was when i was like oh and then when women were mutually attracted to me i was like all right so something someone's not lying i've heard too many people say that i'm attractive for me to think otherwise um And I think that's also one of like the great things about the queer community is that as strenuous as it can be, sometimes we support each other significantly. Like if I walk into tits, this is us uh, or this is it. um, I have never felt more celebrated as an individual than like going there and someone seeing me and being like, oh, you look lovely like you do this. Like that support is just somewhere I, I couldn't get. It would feel different coming from a straight man.
1: Yes, it would feel completely different. It always feels entirely
0: different. Like that guy. Oh, God. (laughs) We went out and he was like, you guys look like Milwaukee 10s. And I was like, why does that feel like an insult? Yeah, I'm like...
1: (laughs) If a queer person said that, I'd be like, yes, 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 the, her. 10 yes, 10 the fuck D. I do. Uh-huh. I would have done a little twirl, a little drop that, spin that, exactly. and then it snap, twerk right. a little bit.
0: Yeah, but like the fact that he was coming from California, I was like, okay, well, what am I on a California scale? Yeah. Mm. See, it feels And it's
1: like, why are you saying other Milwaukee girls aren't ten? Um, like, why does it why feel derogatory? You, yeah. Why, why does it you?
0: feel like an insult? I don't want to be a Milwaukee ten. Yeah. I don't want to be on the Milwaukee scale at all. No,
1: we are. I don't even wanna be a Wisconsin ten. I wanna be a global, not local ten.
0: I am just thinking about like what a Wisconsin ten looks like. <laughs> <laughs> Cause Milwaukee is so much of a yes. separate place from Wisconsin. It's its own oh little my individual God. place.
1: Girl, in my hometown, a ten there? <laughs> hey, no, we love and support everyone. I'm sorry. I love my women. I do, but it's just like, it's not that hard to be so sexy, like feeling like Megan Fox in certain spots of this
0: state. Megan Fox was a sexual awakening for everybody. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Am I still up Machine Gun Kelly's ass? Yes. Who would I pick? Couldn't tell you. I know who I would pick. I'm not going to say. I know who you would pick. You know, and I I would not pick that person. Well, you don't like him the way that I like him i've been in the trenches with that man
1: yes kaylee is a fan girl y'all oh my god like i think we need to talk about this because it actually seems a little unhealthy (gasps) don't do that
0: (laughs) (laughs) don't put me in that situation listen justin bieber's birth certificate (laughs) fuck you (laughs) you can't say that without context because everybody fucking knew justin's birth certificate
1: did did you guys know Justin Bieber's birth certificate no I don't mean
0: like everybody I mean everyone within the fandom knew it like they were like I specifically remember someone making an edit out of his fucking birth certificate and it was just common knowledge if you see his movie Never Say Never there is a (laughs) <laughs> sound like such a fan girl. This is so bad. <laughs> There's like a group of girls in the beginning who like say like his whole birth certificate. Like, I'm not joking. It was like a big thing because for whatever reason, everybody was just listing that information all the time. So don't do that. Okay, I take it back. Thank you. Because I don't need people n- thinking those <laughs> kinds of things about me, even that if they're you're a true. Fan girl. Well, we it's could talk a safe about,
1: space to be fan. We could growing. talk about
0: my Tumblr and how I have over 3,000 followers because I used to wri- write David Dorick smut.
1: Yes. And trust me, it was good.
0: <laughs> One of the best things about writing smut is like there have been times where I will just take something that I've written and just send it to a man so I don't have to sext him. Yep. I'm like, I'm too lazy. Here you go. This is already pre-written. And they lose their minds. They lose their minds. They're so... <laughs> they get so excited. I'm like, you're so descriptive. I'm like... Yeah, this wasn't for you. This was for three thousand females who were very interested in the vlog squad. Oh my god. That was a dark, dark period of my time. Like just it was a it was a lifetime ago.
1: Moving on. Moving
0: Kinks. On. Kinks. Should we get into the blood kink?
1: Yep. Let's just get right into the blood kink.
0: Listen, I had sex in my period not that long ago and it was in the shower because I have white sheets. <laughs> not doing that and um something about oh my god okay we're transparent we're being transparent i'm not gonna this hide. is a safe space a safe trust space. me
1: people are gonna be like ooh i know i want
0: to make sure people feel safe so i have to be the one to have these conversations but something about seeing the blood on not only his dick but also in the tub i was like what mm, i've never felt this way before and it's doing something for me and i think it was just because it felt so animalistic like so feral and i was just looking i was like i texted him afterwards i was like okay so judgment free <laughs> it's like how did you feel about that because it made me feel some type of way he's like i mean i don't kink shame it was like great because we might have to delve into that a little bit more um and this was recent it was recent and um it was a lot of fun i do want to do it again uh but we'll see to be determined yeah well how do you feel about
1: blood kinks blood kinks hmm i feel like it would depend on the person valid that i'm doing it with like my comfort level Mm -hmm. like so something really fucked up guys i haven't really gotten my period since i was like 16 i'm
0: really scared of where you're going with that talking about blood and then you say something fucked up Continue. vamp vamp things no no i'm we're not gonna even go on the tangent that i was thinking okay okay okay
1: anyways birth control oh my god jesus fucking
0: christ yo we could do a whole episode literally on all i want to <laughs>
1: say is i haven't gotten my period since i was like 16
0: years old which is not normal and i think that it's because of the birth control yeah it is would you like to say which birth control you're on um
1: so at first i was on the depo vera which is like a shot that you got in your arm or your butt and you get it every three months and yeah no
0: you could get it in your butt <laughs> yes
1: i got it in my booty every time because it hurt less
0: That's what I heard. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I don't
1: know. I think I just wanted the nurse to see my... All
0: right. Is that one of your kinks?
1: (laughs) Oh, no. Might be, because you know you like
0: like public. You like being exposed a little Mm -hmm. bit. Yeah, I do have
1: some kinks, y'all. But anyways, I have a IUD now, and Mm. I don't
0: get my period.
1: But kinkies. Should I talk about one of my kinks? Absolutely. Well, as Kaylee just said, I really love public sex y'all but not
0: she knows how i feel about public sex that's why she's like going (laughs) off.
1: you know it's like i'm not gonna be having public sex for other people to see because that is not consensual and that's just like really weird like don't make people watch you have public sex Mm. because they never said they wanted that
0: that's where that's my only thing with like public sex i'm like you can't be fucking in the back of an olive garden yeah, and think that's a that family in front of you enjoying their endless breadsticks is gonna want to see that
1: yeah and that is not cool it's not but like when i say like public sex i'm talking like you like
0: the idea of being like caught
1: yeah because yeah. it like adds suspense and you're like having to look around and it's just like thrilling mm-hmm. but not like other people watching yeah. but like maybe if they wanted to right I if, it was, like if it's consensual yeah
0: like there are like nude beaches where people
1: live for that yes shit. oh my god if i was at a nude beach like i don't know if i could do that
0: listen sandy cheeks the titties <laughs> they look great in a bra otherwise you know which again they th-
1: always look great i don't know who told you that but they can always go in my face
0: okay <laughs> i appreciate that i
1: love them thank you you're welcome
0: mm-hmm um what are your other kinks i'm trying to think of like the um, kinks. name a kink that you think that i have oh mm-hmm. <laughs> um dom girl is that a kink i don't know <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait hold on i'm scared what you're gonna say mm-hmm. um i will this isn't a kink but i know you're a fucking pillow princess
1: sometimes
0: most of the fucking time if i'm on top you're a fucking pillow princess Mm -hmm. always and for those people who don't know that pillow princesses are usually a term used within like the lesbian community of like the girl that just lays there and like is like you know princessed she she receives everything she doesn't do any of the work that's true Mm.
1: but you know sometimes i do get off on giving other people pleasure but i think it (laughs) depends like (laughs) I don't know, y'all. I just love
0: sucking dick. Oh, my God. No, say it. No, say it, because I'm in full support. I love sucking dick. Oh, my God, oral? I
1: love that, okay? It's just like watching
0: watching your, your partner get off on you giving yes the, and ugh. it's like you know you look
1: good it's so like, hot in here I'm sorry but I like I look good at that angle with a dick in my mouth I don't mouth. I see
0: that's one of my fears because I hate when someone's like look at me when I'm sucking their dick because I'm like I have a lazy eye and I know when I look up that bitch <laughs> is gonna go off into the others I do
1: too and I'm, I'm like, like I don't mm, look past it mm, mm, look to no, no, my right go, I'm
0: not gonna make we're not making eye contact Aww. if my head's down here I'm not looking upwards because it's gonna end bad for everybody we don't need that nightmare fuel see mine go off in separate directions they go off like in two different ways could you imagine someone taking a picture of you (laughs) giving like could you imagine doing a video okay and you see your eyes go off in two different directions (laughs) i can't that's a nightmare i i I couldn't um but yes i am so on that same level like i for the longest time i really don't even let people go down on me because i'm so focused on giving other people attention because it's just it's if i could bust a nut i physically would just by giving my sexual partner that kind of attention yep there's something about hearing a man moan (laughs) yes 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 that's the kind of porn that i watch like men getting off because like there's something about a man actually enjoying himself and not trying to like um play it up for either like the actual sex that's taking place in real life or for the video like i will i will watch i'm subscribed to a guy on OnlyFans because he has the prettiest fucking moans and it's just i need men to be more consciously aware of this like women love to hear you moan they do it's so hot like it's so attractive it really
1: is because it's like not only does it sound nice it's like i'm doing it. i'm that. doing it
0: and i want i don't want you to fake shit yeah i would rather you be quiet than me fake too anything.
1: because then it's just like
0: and I like when you like can tell when like you're doing something good because their octave changes or like mm-hmm. they start moving more. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. You like when I put my tongue up your ass, don't you? <laughs> 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 I've only done that a couple of times. But hey, to each their own. Again, I'm a pleasurer <laughs> more than I am a receiver. So yep. there have been plenty of times. Did I ever tell you about the time that I ate a guy's ass out and he almost passed out from nutting that hard? <laughs> you tell me that but like that is such a flex i literally went to the bathroom to go shower when i came back out he was like hey listen <laughs> it's like, i have a group chat with all my closest friends and i'm gonna be honest with you i just told them about what happened and how i had to lay down because i thought i was gonna pass out and i was like that is the biggest flex that i have thus far um so yeah you have any experiences like that um, we'll probably wrap up the podcast in like the next five to yeah. six minutes i'm
1: just like dang we could talk for like two hours oh my god
0: would people even listen to that who I don't knows because know. we, we like finally got to like the topic that we can yeah. really talk about yeah
1: here tea is being spilled now and yeah. we have
0: to go like well no if you want to keep going we can keep going okay so a
1: little 80 minute episode
0: shit if people want to hear it um how do you like like i said do you have any experiences where like
1: yes please so Mm. (laughs) one time i was having sex with this person and you know now i know because of kaylee thank you that like before you have sex with someone you should ask them what they like What do you like what are your kinks so Mm. if something like the situation i'm about to explain happens you're aware and Mm. not like oh my god i need to call nine one one.
0: okay now i'm scared because i don't think you've told me about this
1: (laughs) i told you about this i think
0: no you did not (laughs) tell me about that okay so
1: i'm like fucking this person and like wait penis or vagina penis okay i'm fucking this penis right (laughs) (laughs) and they i'm i can tell they're like holding their breath right because like you have
0: never told me this
1: yes okay they got off on like holding their breath
0: ah fuck no you have to tell me that yes
1: right I'm like um this seems like something really important but what would they would do is literally hold their breath so they can't breathe like suffocation type shit like literally like you want you like they should have been moaning but I'm hearing "Mm, mm, (gasps) I'm like oh Okay, so whatever we're having crazy sex, uh-huh. and they just like throw themselves off of me. They're laying on the floor. They're like, <gasps> they can't breathe. They literally cannot breathe. They're like wa- stumbling as they're walking, like falling to the ground, like oh my hands God. on knees. Oh like, no! Hands overhead, like trying to catch their breath. Jesus and fucking I'm Christ! Staring at them, like um. Are you having a heart attack? Could you? I literally thought I was sending them into cardiac arrest. I'm not even kidding. I was so scared. I was like, do you need water? And like, they can't talk. I'm not kidding you. They could not breathe. I, their face was, like, white. I thought they were going to faint. Oh, my
0: God. And
1: I'm, like, running around. I r- they weren't answering me. So, I ran to my kitchen. I got them some water. I come back, and they're just, like, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm, like, you're not fine. Like, I'm confused. I don't know what's happening. And after, like, three minutes, as they're, I'm, like, sit down. I'm rubbing their back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, They were, like, yeah, I'm into...
0: Asphyxiation. Yes,
1: asphyxiation. Mm
0: -hmm. That's definitely something you should clarify before you have sex with someone. Because... I would have thought the same thing. I would have called 911. Yes,
1: like, I had 911 dialed on my phone, oh and I was, like, looking God. at them. I'm like, because they're not answering me. They can't breathe. I'm like, should I press call? Like, I don't know <laughs> what's <laughs> happening.
0: press call i like, they like, fucking unconscious? Yeah,
1: I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Because, like, I could tell they were holding their breath, but it's, like...
0: Not enough to the point where you thought that they were going to pass out? Yeah,
1: and, like, they really almost passed out.
0: Did you ever sleep with them again? Uh... I did and then i started doing it well you've never done that with me so yeah no i, I would i I would like to know
1: yes i would let you know but me it too. actually is really fun
0: well i think it's like the the it's the same thing as choking it's like yeah. the lack of blood and like oxygen flow to your brain it just does something it enhances the high that you're yeah, experiencing it definitely bodily
1: does. it was nice i'm like okay i can understand why you did that but let a bitch know
0: for whatever reason that makes me want to talk about my embarrassing sex story not the one that like everybody knows and like gripes on me for which valid i definitely deserve the criticism it wasn't intentional but it makes me think about like the first time that i was fingered and i threw up Mm -hmm. because people don't here's a little anatomy lesson people don't know that like a clit like your um what am i thinking you're like nerve endings go up into your stomach and i was already nervous and like this is the first time anybody had i've like ever done like oral anything like that with somebody and um maybe it was my body telling me that i shouldn't have been fucking this person because of the trauma that came afterwards and i've always had that where like your body knows before you do and i'll feel sick if i like my body's like you shouldn't be sleeping with this person but anyways um we're like (laughs) in the midst of it and we had eaten beforehand and i thought well maybe like the food just wasn't sitting well and then like he's really going at it i'm like oh something doesn't feel right and then he stopped and i was like i don't i don't feel good and he instantly gets up and runs and grabs a trash can which makes me think this isn't the first time he's done this shit and i stood up and (laughs) projectile into the fucking can it was so bad did he go down on me four more times afterwards yes so clearly it didn't bother him but i was just like I can go home (laughs) Yeah, but you know knowing my ass I got up and I went to the bathroom I called my mom I was like you're not going to believe what just happened and I didn't realize how thin the walls were so he heard everything
1: (laughs) that is so (laughs) embarrassing
0: just heard my mom like fucking in tears laughing from the fact that I just threw up because I got fingered too hard but yeah there's a little anatomy lesson for you Um, prep the pussy before you get all up in that bitch
1: yeah for real
0: but um any other kinks you want to list hmm we could do a whole episode on embarrassing sex stories yeah it's my favorite fucking thing to talk about always kaylee loves that shit it just eases the tension in a room and it's always so fucking funny it is but we'll do that a different episode because we're already like at 70 minutes yeah um any other kinks you want to list um i'm trying to think what other i mean I've always wanted to try like incorporating ice in the sex in like sex, like people who like run ice all over your body and shit mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, that's I like that. I usually do that for aftercare. I'm like, yeah. okay, lay down. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna.
1: She does. It's so sweet with the little wet wash cloth.
0: Yeah, I've had to do that for more than one person.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's super sweet though, mm-hmm. and it's giving mommy. I'm like, oh.
0: Because aftercare is such an important part about sex. Like, yeah. I if aftercare is good, shit, a bitch might fall in love.
1: For real. Because it
0: shows that as much as we were enjoying ourselves, you care about me Mm. also. And I'm like, (laughs) my pussy's wet again. you want to go again? That's so true. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, that's also one of those things. So I'm just like so insistent upon like aftercare can be just as much as just like talking afterwards Mm. or like holding each other. Like it's an intimate thing, but it doesn't have to make the sex or the relationship that you have with a person intimate unless you want it to.
1: That's valid. I like that. Mm.
0: Ooh, I know we are kind of both
1: into, like, you know, biting a little bit. A little nibble. <laughs> a little
0: nibble on the shoulder. I have a marking king.
1: Yeah, me too. Oh my fucking oh, God. Literally put hickeys all over my boobies. Oh my please. God. I like having,
0: um, like, my marking king is like, I like having so many hickeys that I have to hide it from people. Yeah, That's too, hot to me. It's
1: like, ooh, I'm sneaky
0: it's like, oh, you left that just for me to yeah. look at. Like, and nobody else can see it.
1: Yep, and it's like, okay, after they're gone. I'm sad. Yeah, and your hickeys are still here, though. Like, so me like, and my I'm hickeys happy. were besties, yeah, and now so they're I, gone. Yep.
0: Yeah, no, I've shown pictures to people before. I'm like, I want you to do this to me, and they're like, I'm not going to beat you up. I'm like, that's not what I'm asking. Yeah. I'm asking you to mark me. Yeah. Like between the thighs, on the oh my god, I can't yes, talk. Yes, on the
1: stomach, oh like god. under your belly button, like going down there. Oh my god, I okay. also have a marking kink for sure. Yeah, it's w- really hot. When you brought up the ice cubes, I thought of a different kink. Mm. But what was it now?
0: We have like two more minutes, and then we'll call it.
1: Mm i'm staring at your toes right now (laughs) don't (laughs) getting your toes sucked is nice
0: i've never had my toes sucked and i don't want them sucked uh,
1: just like one day try it you know right as you guys get out of the shower it is a nice feeling
0: i don't i I don't kink shame unless it's like scat play that i'm kink shaming yeah if you don't know what scat play it's poop um but like yeah no something about toes i can't do it i'm gonna the thing is, I would probably suck on somebody's mm-hmm. toes because I'm just that much of a pleaser, but I yes. wouldn't let somebody else suck on my toes. Yeah. Because, I don't know, just growing up the way that I did, my I was raw dog in the ground. Like, I, if there's not evidence that you didn't just shower, but then again, I will eat ass. Like, you let me know that you like it and my tongue's going wherever you want it. Ooh. Listen, pleaser. Yes. I also have, as we know, a praise kink.
1: Yep. That's what I was going to say before. We know. Oh, my God.
0: Like the whole entire, a good girl, or like think, (laughs) you just have to say it the right way, and I'm I'm melting. Or like the whole entire, like just being very submissive in the sense of like, oh, this pussy is yours, or like, oh, this dick is yours. God, Jesus Christ, Mm,
1: Kaylee's getting hot.
0: I'm always warm when we get into these conversations. Um, I don't know. We could talk about this for forever, but yeah it's this podcast is already long enough maybe we should call it (laughs) you want to call it
1: i guess so i don't really want to but we don't want to talk your ears
0: off i feel like we are and i feel like i feel bad because we're really getting into like the fun stuff towards the end and i'm like well good tune in next time so that we can continue this conversation well um i had a fun time today did you
1: Yes, I had a great time, and seriously, shout out to everybody who shared our last episode. Oh my God,
0: thank you so fucking much. It thank is you.
1: so nice to, like, not have to ask people, like, can you share this? And it's just, like, they're giving you all their support, because it's like, wow, you really fuck with me. Like, you and really I believe in what I'm doing. Yeah, that's yeah. just such a great feeling. Yeah, the
0: feedback and, like, the love and support is definitely felt, and we're very appreciative of it. So, I hope you guys are as excited about the second episode as we are and um i hope it helps or heals or does whatever it needs to do makes you laugh that's all that we're asking at the end of the day from the episodes that we're recording so um this was episode two of young guidance and now i guess we're signing off peace out bye